Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It's great to be back again, speaking to you about a bit of Singletown Episode 8. Where do you want to start today? Well, Dave, it may be no surprise to you and our <laughs> listeners that we, we said, didn't we, it has been a little bit stale, a little bit too obvious what's been going on there's not been a lot of stuff and the only one that's really really causing a lot of drama at the moment is good old george um <laughs> I, I i did say in the last episode didn't I, like you know i know i called him out and everything but he did have that proper pang of remorse with sophie he was like you know she wants a, a boy she wants a man not a boy i've been really childish and i'm not you know i've really got to prove myself to and then obviously she met him and and explained that she'd kissed Mason and he'd stormed off and we had the full tears and everything with the group and that. Uh, as the story obviously changed every time a different member of his uh, apartment came over, he added a little bit extra in. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know what? Let's give this guy a chance. Let, let's think, you know, he, he's going to redeem himself now. He's going to start acting like an adult on that. It lasted about three minutes since the episode, Dave. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm wearing the same shirt I wore when I met Sophie. Um, and also, I'm just going to go and snog another girl. And it was just like, you've done not, you've learned absolutely nothing about this, this coming to Jesus moment. This like proper, have you seen the light? I'm going to be a better, even if he's not in that relationship with Sophie, he's not learned. And I, don't, I was looking back at myself thinking, not 20 years ago, was I probably like that? Probably in some respects, yeah. I think it's just a purely a maturity thing. But when you watch it on telly, I'm pissing myself laughing, Dave, because he's just a walking contradiction <laughs> by each episode. He is a bit, isn't he? And I, t I tell you what annoyed me a little bit, Chris, to be honest, is he, he was going on about the kiss with Sophie and Mason. And he was like, I had to wait three months for a kiss. It, it was like, <laughs> I, I don't know, is he really distraught about losing Sophie or has his ego just taken a bit of a bruising? I've said to you before, I think it's just an ego thing. I think he thought he could just literally snap his fingers and call it off any time. And he had the power. I totally agree, Dave. I just do think that he, he's that cocky and arrogant. He thought, well, she needs me more than you. Maybe she has needed him and, and he's played the game, but he doesn't do himself any favours at all, does he? I know the guy, the commentator guy, saying what a great shirt he had on and all this, but <laughs> to me, I don't, and I don't know what any of our female listeners out there, whether it's just uh, like a bias, but I, I just find it really creepy. If, if that was like my daughter or like a friend of mine and he's there putting the music, because he said to the girl he went out for a date on, uh, I can have a kiss and she went no and then snogged her and she went are you waiting for a peck and we snogged her it's like right okay but it's all pettiness because he's hoping that by wearing the shirt that he first met Sophie which obviously symbolises their relationship which he's kept which is nice by wearing that she's going to see a video of him kissing another girl yeah. in that shirt that's like the end of the relationship he's totally played it completely wrong he's just been a little petulant child for me yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, it's it's all just kind of emotional manipulation, isn't it? That that's all yeah. it is. And uh, yeah, it's it's not. It's petulance, and it it doesn't come across very well, to be honest. So 
again, though, I do think it is going a bit stale because pretty much since about episode two or three, I think it's been obvious it's going to go this way, and there's no, you know, there's no twists and turns. It's just it's just playing out exactly how we thought it would. So, yeah, I, I just hope something sort of changes with them two, uh, you know, George and Sophie, because, you know, are, are we just going to see another however many episodes of the same thing, of Sophie not being asked and George being uh, remorseful, but then just trying to um, do quite nasty things to get back at her? Yeah, she's not fucking bothered. She obviously doesn't yeah. want this relationship. She's like, I want him to go out. And, and she actually said that he'll probably go out and snog a girl. She absolutely, she knows him so well. She's not bothered. She's moved on. Even if after this, she doesn't end up with Mason, she realizes her worth. And, and I've got to respect her for that, Dave. I think as much as, like you said, it is a little bit stale, a bit too predictable. It's very, like we said, about constantly on the same dates with people, but they've got a connection. These guys are trying to find a proper relationship outside of this experiment. And I think, out of anything I've seen so far, Sophie's the one. If there was a winner, I'd let make her the winner, to be honest, because I think she needs that separation from this kid. You know what I mean? And it's it's a shame. It's a relationship. You don't want to mess with people's heads, but it is what it is. Now, Dave, I do want to talk, though. You talk about stale. I want to talk about Emily, Attack, and Joel. <laughs> now, they're the presenters. What the fuck did they offer to this show? Let's be honest. I mean, Emily wasn't even there. Joel did a CrossFit challenge, didn't he? And he, and he met his team, Jeremiah, Rob, uh, Megan. They all came to his gym and he absolutely caned him. And then you had like Emily come later on and went in the apartment. And stuff. But it's like you've got a voiceover guy who is doing everything. They, they don't, they're yeah. not needed for me. There's just no reason for them to be... And I've never known a feather stick up someone's arse and it hurt them, Dave, like it did for Emily. <laughs> I think you probably just pricked a butt cheek or something, didn't it? You know, if you, if you got, have you not done that? On... <laughs> have you not had that with like some certain types of sofas? If they're like feather, uh, you know, if you've got feathers in them. You got you get the old I'm the oldest of nine kids. We were looking to have a fucking sofa. There's <laughs> no way I'm the old fucking, fucking Monty Python. <laughs> hey, when I were a kid, sofa, we didn't have anything to sit on. We used to have a lilo. <laughs> lilo, luxury. I had a mattress. I did have a mattress actually in a couple of years, but that's a different story, Dave. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm just being daft, but I just find them really irritating. And I like Joel. I really do. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, I, th I think both of them are all right. It's it's just difficult to see, you know, what do they actually offer? Because I'm, yeah. I'm not really seeing it at all. No, it, you, it's not like you've got, like, obviously, we, we've got the Love Island scenario. Where you do have a presenter coming when they're going to vote somebody off. I sort of get that, you know, and, and obviously with the tragic events, Love Island completely changed uh, this last year, and I, I, I totally get that as well. With this, I'm just not sure why they're even there. There's just no reason. You could have maybe one presenter if they were doing a bit of a, a voting-off scenario or that, like the face-to-face -face thing they had. There was no need for two of them to be stood there when we did the face-to-face -face meeting in episode six. I, yeah. I can say I just find it really irritating when they come in because I just don't think they do anything. There's no charisma to what they're actually doing on the show. And that that might not actually be their fault, to be fair. It's, it might just genuinely be 
um, the way it's been set up and produced and edited. But they, for me, they're just like, a, they're not like you've got Ant and Deck in there. It gives it a bit of weight or, you, you know, someone like that. It's just, they're just two people who've been an I'm a Celeb. Uh, one was in the in-between as Joel's a comedian, <laughs> but they're sort of like C-list, the celebrities, aren't they? They're not like yeah, top yeah. of the game. So, uh, and that's not being disrespectful. I, I, you know, they presented like the I'm a Celeb spin-off for the last couple of years with uh, Adam Thomas of Emmerdale, but it, it just... I don't know. It's just something missing with that, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not seeing what they offer. I, I I don't get it. So, yeah. And the CrossFit thing was just a bit mental, really, wasn't it? Was that was that for the guests or was that just to show off, you know, Joel's sexy body? <laughs> Probably for Joel. I mean, he, he does yeah. look good, Dave. I know he looks good when he's an I'm a celeb. He was ripped up before he went in the jungle when he took his shirt off that first time in that I'm a celebrity. Everyone looked at him was like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's, one of, he's one of them sleepers, you know, like a, what they call it a sleeper car where you pull up at the lights and you think you're up against a mini metro and it's got a fucking 1,000 brake horsepower engine. He's like that. <laughs> when he took his top off, they were all like, my God, he was absolutely shredded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I think your original point, you know, what is the point of them? Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't get it. I think the voiceover guy is enough. Yes. So yeah, I do. Yeah, they, they, they. I guess they have the conversations with the guests, don't they? Uh, the guests, mm. the the city siders and the riversiders, but yeah, none of it seems to be that insightful. No, no. And like I say, it's just an observation. This, you know, we're eight episodes in. We're over halfway through the series, aren't we? We've got like another seven episodes to go. Mm. And I do, I do agree. It just needs something. It's just, and it might be. To be fair, we don't get it in this series, Dave. But if they do do another series, potentially, then maybe they will look at this and go, you know what? We just need to add something in there. So, so there needs to be some controversy or something to get things going because everyone's just too nice, aren't they? On it. They are, and um, I think the next season might be all over a Zoom call, though. <laughs> It'll all be virtual. Yeah, that could be even worse. <laughs> yeah, very true, Dave. But I'll tell you what, Chris. Uh, so one of the other dates that um, I thought was interesting was Claudia and Charlie. And uh, I think Claudia might have forgotten her top. Um, she just left her top half of a basque on. So <laughs> what did you make to them two and, and how they kind of got on? Um. It was strange, wasn't it? Because it, it's she'd said, didn't she? She wasn't sure whether she wanted like an outgoing guy or a sort of a very quiet and reserved. So, so she did the right thing. She's gone from two completely opposite personalities, but he did. He tried his best, didn't he? When she said to him, like you know, um, well, he said, "What do you say? I'm a fireman. I own my own apartment. I, I've." I've whatever he had, something else he did as well, performing arts or whatever he was doing. He's absolutely waddy. 21-year-old kid in London, got his own paid-for apartment and yeah. that very, very clever guy, obviously, or very astute businessman. And then he's, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a dancer. And he's like, mm, um, podium dancer. And you can see, <laughs> and she went, are you looking down on me? And he was trying his hardest not to look down. He went, no, um, um do you like it? Do you, do you enjoy it? And I was like, oh, mate, fucking dropped a bollock here. Yeah, he couldn't He couldn't sort of hide how he felt there, could he? So, no. yeah, I mean, I have to say, this was one of the more uncomfortable dates that I think I've seen here. You know, just 
everything about it. it probably probably George still wins the prize for that one, you know, the most uncomfortable date completely. But uh no, this one this one was just a level down from that. And obviously the, this one's going nowhere. Yeah, it is going nowhere. And and also, Dave, like I think you're looking over there, and I've you know what I've said this in the last episode, give Jeremiah a bit of stick and that, but genuinely that episode six where they had the meetup was selling, he has gone completely, hasn't he? The, the cockiness when he kissed Emily uh, in the first episode is just gone. Yeah. Now he's he's absolutely remorseful. And I, I respect him for that, Dave. I give him a bit of thing. He said, Oh, he's a bit too cocky, he loves it, blah, blah, blah. He genuinely is concerned. And I think selling as well, she went on that date with David. It went really, really well, and obviously he went on a date with with the, the dance on it. That young girl, uh, attractive girl, he walked up, didn't he? The uh, dome and stuff, the London, the dome and that. And uh, he, it went well for him. But you can see there's nothing there between yeah. them. He's been on a few dates now. Whereas with selling, I can see it, but I still don't think she's finished with him. I think she's just doing it to teach him a lesson because she yeah. didn't even snog him. And David, I mean, he's an absolute unit of a guy, isn't he? But David <laughs> yes. was there basically saying, let's have a kiss and that. And he, she sat on his knee, a bit of a cuddle. But uh, I honestly don't think, I, I, I'm changing my opinion, I, I think, what I'd said. But I think these two may get back together the way it's going, Dave, because I just think there's just too much there. Yeah, and it, it is a bit of a surprise, isn't it? But I think I'm with you because she, yeah, I. if she was going to go, she'd have gone on that date with David. Yeah. And he has done a complete 180. Now, I do think it started off with his flatmates sort of calling him out for for going in for a kiss, you know, quite so soon. Yeah. Um, but since then, uh, and like you say, he's kind of, after that blow up, I think he has sort of maybe just switched his mindset. So, you know, he went on the date. He was very polite, you know, about what... Um, what she was talking about she was a, a lingerie model wasn't she um and now I, I think you might be right this is probably the first time though i've really thought you know what this couple might actually make it and be better for the the whole experience yeah yeah i, I agree I've, you called it absolutely right about the flatmates dave i think that was his come to jesus moment that was his like uh shining light when he's thinking shit what am i doing because there's a lot of passion between them um and from what we've both seen they argue a lot but also i, I think it's probably if he has been and been disrespectful towards selling in the past or the way he speaks to her and stuff you can totally uh, you can totally understand why they're at this situation so I, i'm i'm actually hopeful that they're going to pull it together. I really am. I, I, I think Jeremiah's coming across as quite a nice lad these last few episodes, to be honest. I'm, I'm happy to do a Chris Phelps U-turn on that. Um, <laughs> big time. I mean, Nat and Megan, Dave, we didn't see anything, did we? Nat gave his usual um, couples <laughs> advice, which is about as fucking useful as a chocolate fire guard. So, <laughs> when they're in the, in the park and then... Um, if we look again there, you've got, which I thought it was nice. It was Charlie's birthday as well, wasn't it? Oh, so Charlie's yeah. birthday. Um, he, he was really sad. He said, look, for five years, Elliot's day makes a big fuss for me on my birthday. I'm not going to be with him. Elliot, for, you know, as much as he's been enjoying himself, said, I do feel guilty, but a pair of trainers. Emily came in with a hysterical joke. Oh, I may steal these trainers. Yeah, he's a five. I'm going to say, oh, they'll do. <laughs> 
It's, I was absolutely wetting myself, Dave. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but you know, we do get the the VT, don't we? Of Elliot, what uh, goes in when they're having the meal and stuff, and Charlie breaks down. So, I, I think, I think it was nice. It was nice that they did that because. Yeah. Whatever happens, if if they're not together, I hope they stay friends because it does seem really, really sweet. And obviously, Charlie uh, ended up getting. Well, I don't think he he got friends on. I think it was a sort of mutual friends only one of him, him and his date at this mm. time. So, I, I I think that was right. I think that's the right thing to do. There's a lot of baggies there, isn't there? So I I, I think he, he may have moved on too soon. Yeah, I think so. I think um, again. I... I'm sort of wavering, you know, as we're past the kind of halfway point now. I thought this couple would gone, Elliot and Charlie. But with the whole birthday thing, it's thrown up an interesting kind of dynamic, you know, because they're both really sort of missing uh, each other and, you know, having that that time of year. You know, this is the fifth time they'll have celebrated birthdays and stuff. So, yeah, it just... I, I don't know. I'm wavering on this one, and I think they might actually they might actually stay together. Yeah, you know what, Dave? It's funny because we both said, didn't it? It seems like they needed they needed this to be separate. It, it's all very amicable. It's all nice. And just seeing that and showing what it meant for Charlie, knowing that Elliot had made the effort despite them not being allowed to be together. I I was the same as you. I'm doing another U-turn here. I'm sort of I'm sort of <laughs> Pulling for him to see if they do get it together because it's obviously been a really, really great relationship. Five years is a long time, Dave, isn't yeah. it, to do it? I know oh, this absolutely. is a, it is, and I know this is a completely different TV show experiment. They sort of knew what they were getting themselves in for, but sometimes being told what you're going to get yourself in for, and actually when you're there doing it, must be really difficult because that's it's not normal life any of this. But we're watching play out on our screens, are we? So, I, I'm. I'm liking elements of Single Town a lot. I think that the sort of DNA of it is good, but it needs fine tuning. I think more than and that. And the sad thing is, Dave, it probably will get cancelled after this first series. But I think there is a show there if they really uh, push at it because Love Island wasn't amazing that first series. It was okay, uh, but when the second series come in, my God, did they ramp it up? So maybe they might change it. Yeah, yeah, could do. Um, I think you know. I... I didn't tell you, did I? I started to watch that very first episode of uh, the first season of Love Island. Did I tell you? Yeah. No, no, I didn't know you'd watched it. I, but it was just a bit weird. Obviously, I came in at like C- series five in the UK, but it was a little bit uncomfortable because I was watching it back and like all the blokes clearly don't, you know, there's no template for this, so they don't know how to behave. And it, it was a little bit like a bunch of blokes on holiday, you know, and, and fucking Caroline Flack comes out and they all think like she's the first girl and like a few of them are like, oi, 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 you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's like, oh, fucking hell, I, I'm not sure right now I can just watch the rest of this. So you're right though, what I saw of it, you know, that first like 10 minutes I probably watched, um, it, it did seem like a completely different show. Yeah, it is. And you know what, Dave? That's a very good point, actually. I've never even thought about if we did go back, 
how we would react with obviously Paul Caroline being in them because she was the she's a spearhead of Love Island, Dave, yeah. in the UK, and then that that's what um, cascaded it around the world. Was hers the presenter? The, you know the flak attack. I, I don't know. I think you're right. It's it's far too soon to even thinking about that. I know I've said it in the past, but especially what's just happened this year, it'd be you know I, I think it'd be very difficult because hindsight is. A wonderful thing, but also a terrible thing, isn't it? When you know something's happened, so uh, exactly. yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. No, good point, good point. I I didn't think about it ahead of time. It was literally just started watching it, and then uh, when she came on and stuff, and and the the blokes weren't being the most respectful as well. It was just yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. No, no, no. And I get that. I get that. And I think you know what we were saying. I think you said it on this a few episodes ago about the drinking. In them early days, Dave, and I think even that when I raved about the Aussie one and it was a damp squib when you jumped on this last year, is because they restrict the drinking now because mm. there was loads of kicking off. In them first couple of series, it does go off, like, you know, security intervening, people having to step in, yeah, face-to-face yeah. stuff. You know, there's never been actually someone chinning anybody or anything like that, but <laughs> it's, it's been close you know because of, of like the, the nature of that the, they sort of like that kettle in it the boiling kettle because everyone's in that f- uh, pressure cooker all the time and yeah. stuff um so yeah it, it'd be an interesting experiment to do it however i do think it's probably too soon yeah chris there is so much else out there to watch as well though going through been through about fucking seven seasons of uh the usa married at first sight <laughs> <laughs> plus there's a few uk ones as well but the uk ones it starts off like in a very scientific way and all the couples are kept separate and everything so it's just about following them through and and they're only like three seasons uh, three episodes long and so you know interesting to watch but i do like the the other ones this us season seven is probably the best one. I still don't think you can touch the latest Australian Married at First Sight um, just for the pure drama of it. And, you know, you've got all the couples together and infighting and drama and whatever. You'd, you'd love it. Um, but, yeah, so so that's another one. You know, I've started off a very, very different show. And um, I'm, I'm just wondering what to go on to next. I mean, we talked about Labour of Love, didn't we? So the yeah. first episode of that's aired. Um, that could be an option. Fucking brilliant! Yes. <laughs> I need to watch that today. Actually, Dave, I really, really want to watch it because I'm so intrigued how that goes. We, I tell you what, we watched last night as an ex. We, we were like, I said to you, did this 90 Day Fiance thing? I've never seen it before. It's in the fourth series, and going off the thumbnails, it looked like it was a, a UK show. Anyway, but I put it on, and it was uh, 90 Day Fiance lockdown series one episode one so i'm telling someone I said, this isn't no i said there's four series of this i said we've never seen it and it's american dave the guy he comes on he lives in vegas doesn't he he's only a guy who creates slot machines and does like all the algorithms on the machines and that and i'm like oh fuck me we're in vegas yes next minute He's on lockdown. His fiance isn't even with him. He's with his mum and he's filming it all. There's no producers, there's no TV show. It's just like me and you filming like a vlog at home. And you know, obviously, I do my vlogs yeah, for yeah. YouTubers for my holidays. And he's going around his house with his mum and he's like, You're talking about. It. And then he goes, Yeah, my fiance. Um, yeah, after the third time she got arrested, that was it. I was like, What? Because it was so boring up to that point. I was like, Hang on, what the fuck's going on here? And then he comes back and goes, I've had a phone call from me from my boss. He's obviously just recently been filmed this he goes i've been fired and he's upset and i'm like 
this might have a bit of legs, but I, I don't know the context. This is like um, a separate split-off show, a bit like the Tiger King reunion thing. It's, oh, it's yeah, yeah. a bit strange. We only got 20 minutes in and then turned it off because I was like, I don't know um, whether that's what I want to get into. So I'm with you, but I think this Labour of Love could be the one day because <laughs> who the fuck doesn't want to see a load of blokes <laughs> vying to be a sperm donor for a woman? I mean, what a TV show. Wrong, <laughs> <laughs> I told Sam and she went, what the fuck? I went, I know I went, but you know we're watching it. She went, you damn right we're watching it. <laughs> yes. like... <laughs> so Jade said, it's, it's, someone who used, it's someone who's been on The Bachelor before oh, is it? like not a bachelorette right. but someone who's on the bachelor as as that female like so fucking oh, brilliant fuck <laughs> I, I, have you watched it then have you, no have you, no i've not watched it yet right. i think we need to make a, a call david i'm happy to get on this today i'm gonna fucking watch this after we've recorded <laughs> it's funny you saying about the arrested though so this season seven of married at first sight the one guy uh, you know, he's over the moon and you can tell he's one of these very uh, religious and, you know, churchly type people. So he was all into this marriage and then they go off on the honeymoon and she gets fucking detained at the airport. <laughs> There's a warrant out for her arrest for fucking three counts of stalking and one count of um, uh, credit card fraud or something. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Fucking brilliant. So, yeah, <laughs> Married at First Sight USA, season seven, I, I think. You right. like that one as well. I need to, Dave. I know you've pushed me on that, and I keep fucking forgetting. But yeah, brilliant, mate. Been a good episode again today. I've enjoyed this. I really have, and uh, it's always good catching up me and you as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's been a good one. All right, mate. Nice one. Cool. Well, I'll speak to you next time. Take care. Bye now.